Welcome back to another episode of the critically acclaimed hockey podcast on the bench with Beaks. This is episode number 57 and I am your host Cody Beekman. And with me as always is Bryce Macmillan. Hey, how's it going? And Ross Moormeyer. What's up? And we've got Daniel Beatty back again for another uh, episode. Hey guys, what's up? And today we are donned on the bench with two incredible guys. We've got ex-competitive roller hockey player and beer league butte. Mr. Sean Erlin. Sean, say what's up. How we doing tonight? How's it going? And then we've got coach and hockey fitness instructor Josh Schneider. Also a co-host of the Dented Puck Podcast. If you haven't checked him out already, check him out now. I'm Mr. Josh Schneider. Josh, how you doing, bud? What's up, guys? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. We've got an awesome episode today. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be comparing, discussing, Breaking down roller hockey versus the ice hockey, and we're gonna get we're gonna get a real nice round table going. But as per usual, we like to start our lovely episodes off with hockey day in history, and we like our guests to go first. So Sean, kick us off with a hockey day in history, buddy. Alrighty, I'm gonna um, take one from yesterday, and uh, this goes back to 2001 when. Uh, the Avalanche made their run for the cup. Uh, goaltender Patrick Waugh becomes NHL's all-time career pl- uh, playoff shutout leader with 16. Um, we defeated the Kings that game 2-0, um, game two of the Western Conference semifinals. Oh, and this is in keeping with our last episode. Were we talking about uh, Patrick Waugh's shutouts uh, uh, with the Montreal Canadiens last episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and that was 11. So, uh, you know... Maybe not so many on down the road, but I mean, still 16 career playoff shutouts. That's that's nothing to scratch at right there. Now we all know what happened after that, too. Oh, oh yes, we did. Oh, yes, we <laughs> did. All right, Josh, what do you got for Hockey Day in History, my friend? All right, so when you when you said it to me, I just started scrolling. And uh, when, when I end up with my number sake, I, I, I kind of got to stop. So uh, in 94, Doug Gilmore scored a goal and dropped four assists. To, to lead the Maple Leafs in an 8-3 win over the Sharks in Game 4 of the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, how, how, we also know that, as, as, as a Devils fan, I know that Toronto didn't go very much much farther beyond that. However, the playoff game I got to go for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a beautiful, that's a beautiful win. I mean, come on. Dougie Gilmore all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice choice there, uh, Josh. Big man, big numbers. Big man, big numbers, <laughs> exactly. All right, Bryce, uh, what do you got here? Yeah, thank you. So you guys might, might know this guy. You know, uh, Pablo Biarre scored twice, including a winner at 22 minutes, 20 seconds of an overtime and they led the Canucks in a 4-3 win over the Flames in Game 7 over the Western Conference quarterfinals in Calgary. And Barry also had an assist, too. Oh, man. I bet uh, Dan- uh, Daniel's are over here just cheesing in his uh, in his spot right now. <laughs> I mean, Pavel Barry with the Canucks, beautiful. Beautiful. All right, Ross, uh, keep this uh, tr- uh, beauty train rolling. Well, I'm going to go with my buddy PK, Paul Correa, uh, on April 27th, 1997. Scored twice, including the game-winning goal at 729 of the overtime as Anaheim won 3-2 at Phoenix. And that was the Ducks' first overtime playoff game. 
Oh yeah. Well, and we all know about uh, uh, Paul Korea uh, playoff game winners, don't oh, we? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh baby, very nice. All right, Daniel, round this one off, baby. Um, and that game winner we're talking about was against the Devils and Scott Stevens, no doubt. So I know uh, Josh is giving a little bit of an eye roll there because he's a Devils fan, and I hate to rag. I wasn't actually sure if <laughs> I wasn't actually sure if they knew. I knew you knew, so I wasn't sure if that had been. Oh, uh, you just got outed. <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Oh no, Josh! Usually they're the ones giving it to me with some Canucks on the on the receiving end of some bad history, but I got some beer ale love this time, so I'm feeling good. And um, it's definitely the April May time period, so we are all listing off some playoff uh, histories here for sure. And I hate to rag on the Devils. You see what I did there, but oh, the, uh, on yeah, well, I know what year I was going. 1992, the Rangers uh, defeated the Devils eight to four Holy in Madison Square Garden, and it was the first Game Seven victory for the New York Rangers with John the Beezer Van Beesbrook oh, making wow. 33 saves for the Rags. Oh. Yes, sir. The bees are. <laughs> and we can always agree he had probably the best masks in the 90s. Definitely. Oh, yeah. They were oh, stylish, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That, all right. Boom, baby. That's what I like to hear. Some good hockey day histories lately. I'm freaking loving it. All right. Uh, so uh, we do have a player spotlight today. It is our one of our favorite news segments where we get to talk about who's killing it in the NHL or taking a total fucking dive bomb. And this week, Bryce McMillan has our player spotlight. Uh, let's call it a birthday player spotlight because oh. it is his birthday today. Well, so thank happy you, birthday, boys. Bryce. Yeah, take it happy away birthday, with, uh, Take it away with the player spotlight. Appreciate it. Yeah, all right, go. So I have a guy right here, and... Nazman Kadri, all right, one of my favorite players ever. When he came into the league, he would just kick an ass, taking names with Toronto, doing his thing. And I just was hoping, you know, at, at a glimpse, like maybe we might have him on the abs. And when we did, I was like, yes, this is awesome. And so this last year that we had him, I was super happy with his production. I think oh, yeah. especially, you know, going into the playoffs, um, he was just clutch all times. I think we can all remember a few times when, you know, last year he was just absolutely killing it. And he's a, he's a clutch guy. He's scoring goals in the last minute of games. So, so and he's easily killing take it. control of games. Yeah. yeah. If he wants to. And his chippiness is awesome. You know, he, whatever you need him to do, you know, get grindy, he's a great guy. Yeah, you a little, little sandpaper with a finesse. Yeah. But my spotlight right now is his performance this year is it's not been the best, guys. Um, when I'm looking at this guy right now, Nazem Kadri, he's he's obviously very physical. He's right in the, in the assist game. But right now, in terms of scoring goals and being in the right place at the right time, he's not there. He's just not there. No, absolutely. Like, uh, I, I, let's let's be honest. I mean, you got a lot of Colorado Avalanche fans like on the on the mic right now, and I can tell you right now, he's absolutely been non-existent in the games these days. And I mean, Joe Sakic brought him in as a second line center to be that guy, yeah. that secondary scoring when you know uh, when uh, Mac isn't running full force, or you know when Miko Rantanen's hurt or Landis yeah. hurt, or they're not producing. 
and this is the time that they need uh, Nazem Kadri to be stepping up, and uh, he, he, yeah, he just fades into the background in games right now. So I, I could absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and I mean his face-off game has always been there. Oh yeah, even there this year, he wins probably like at least sixty percent of his face-offs. I think he's in like the top ten in the league for probably oh. face-off. Yeah, percentage. he's got a very good percentage of face-offs. So but let's let's look at some numbers though. Um, so this this last season, forty-seven games played, ten goals, eighteen assists. Obviously, he's a playmaker, but not scoring the goals he needs to. Um, but he's minus eight. He's a minus My, eight right now. In the last in the last five games, yeah. Last five games, wow. and he's been taking penalties. Haven't you guys noticed? Yeah. He's been taking at least you know one or two a game the last four or five games. Absolutely. Putting us in bad and putting the abs in bad positions. So I mean, obviously he's a he's a great player, but right now he's not producing he's not you know up to his part right now i think you know with the covid issue that infected the whole team he's probably part of that but um yeah he has to he has to pull it around i think for sure well yeah in a sense i mean obviously when there's not the production you've got to do something to help the team rather than be taking these uh numerous penalties and i mean well just like i said as a second line uh second line center you have a big responsibility to be on the ice and contribute something positive so in your um in your expert opinion what do you think uh cadre needs to get out to do to get get off the schneid i think it's pretty tight right now i think the whole team is really tight the whole abs team right now but cadre he's always be, he's always been a natural goal scorer so putting himself in the right position in front of the net not overplaying his position maybe not going to the corner so much but being able to like set up his own players as a center your your whole point is to really just set up your line mates too as well so cooling it down the offensive zone making sure their breakouts are clean not going off sides like he has been doing oftenly um going in there and just making sure that everyone is set up to score a goal and if he's, if he's not in the corner he should be in front of the net right there's been a few times where he's always been like there's three avalanche players in the offensive zone on one defenseman like that can't happen so just yeah. simplify the game yeah simplify it yeah space yourself out well and kind of like i'm not saying like oh just bash him completely because there's been some like opportunities that i've seen and they've gone off the post and everything there's oh, been sure yeah, unlucky yeah. just shots for like in his case i guess yeah. but no he does need to step up his game quite a bit because he's not what he was at the beginning of the season Right, and not what so. he advertises himself as, I no. think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, well, there you go. Uh, Nazem, if you're listening, um, simplify that game. Maybe grip the stick a little less harder. All right, boys, uh, let's move on to our, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, the fin- oh, not uh, what am I trying? The main event, the main event. So um, <laughs> this this idea was kind of like uh, it was it was a little. It, I feel like it grew out of one of our older episodes where we took a look at uh, hockey as a, a general sport uh, and compared it to the other four main sports. Yeah. Uh, around around you know well of the sports world you know with, within reason you know like hockey basketball baseball football so uh i feel like it'd be kind of fun to take the magnifying glass and split some hairs so um let's uh, uh so i i'm really excited about this we're gonna have a round table about uh the differences the cons pros the similarities you know all these all these different things 
between roller hockey and ice hockey and we've got two guys we brought in today that are uh, very opinionated about both i mean um uh sean's had an extensive career in roller hockey and uh josh i know you're very outspoken about um roller hockey and uh and i mean even just being like a fitness instructor for hockey and a coach as well you have a really uh really keen insight as well about both so this is gonna be a really fun one uh, like all, all the all the boys on the bench have had a career in uh both so uh let's get into it um i want to start i want to start with the pros of roller hockey Well, all right, let's drop the puck then. So I'm going to direct this at the roller hockey guys. Uh, Sean, I'm going to start with you first. Where do you see the major pros that lie in like beginning in roller hockey and you know just growing up playing? I mean, obviously you're getting you're getting to work out that physical activity is you know good, getting out there and sweating and you know staying athletic. I mean, when when I was really into hockey and playing all the time, I didn't that 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 was what I did to work out. I didn't I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do anything else. Like that was that was what I did, and it it, it kept me going. It kept me in shape and. And another another thing is just like you're you're always around. It's like you're with your friends and um, your family. You know tournaments and practices and you know weekend activities with the coaches and the team. It's just it's just a real positive thing. You know like you're you're not out messing around, getting in trouble. I mean of course you're mischievous and doing stuff here and there. But looking at Playboy's lighting like, no fireworks. Yeah, don't don't tell anybody. But there's a little bit of that going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just just like the positive out, outlook, man. I mean like that's all that's all I was doing it was just like every day it's just like hockey 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 whether you're playing or you're hanging out with your friends watching I mean kind of what we're still doing to this day you know it's just just all hockey all the time right yeah absolutely I mean and, and, and like as a little kid it's it's uh well we've all, all noticed it's really important to stay busy as a kid um, and one thing that I think we can all be thankful for is getting out there and, you know, stretching the legs out, working everything out. Uh, uh, Josh, I know you grew up playing roller hockey as well. Can you maybe elaborate uh, on maybe a couple of your pros for, uh, for playing roller hockey so far? So I had a wild start. So I actually grew up playing outdoor five-on-five roller hockey. So nice. with offsides and everything. So it was oh, wow. it was as close to ice hockey as you could get. Um, so that's basically that's how I grew up. And I grew up right outside the New York City area. And it was every town in this area had an outdoor rink. And that's how I grew up. Um, I then actually I played then played college roller hockey at Maryland. So I actually went indoor to four-on-four, um, which is much farther off my game. I am what now transitioned back to ice hockey. I'm more of a, a, an ice hockey defenseman. But for me, roller hockey was it was more accessible. Um, and my mother real was really my mother pushed me towards ice uh, roller hockey for the same reason she pushed me towards soccer was because she didn't want me to get hurt. Um, but you also have the the positives that it's so much it's so much cheaper to for equipment. 100%. It's so much cheaper to play. 
And I mean, and you can, there are still roller hockey rinks in most areas where you can go and find one that's not completely decrepit and you're not paying for ice time, which is out of control. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big things I was thinking too is the the accessibility of roller hockey. Yeah. I mean, th- just just that alone. I mean, um, especially in the states, because yeah, you can go out to any of these uh, these local parks, and they normally do have at least a net or like a rink that you can go and shoot the puck around. So I mean, it does keep you way more active. Yeah, and going off what Josh said, I mean, that was a big reason why I played roller hockey for as long as I did growing up, because my parents, that's what that's what they could afford for me at the yeah. time. Like, ice hockey was always like, sorry, dude, like, we can't we can't afford it. And and that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, I didn't even start playing ho- ice hockey until I could afford it on my own. My parents never once signed me up for it just because of that. So right. that's when roller hockey is, is good for that. If you, if you come from a family where there's not a lot of money, I mean, you'll make it in the roller mm-hmm. hockey game. Oh, yeah, Bryce, uh, you and then, some, Oh, sorry, Josh, go ahead. Um, sorry, uh, do you want me to, re- to restart? So, so and, and then there's the higher level positives of roller hockey. Like, I was actually, I was in, I was doing a uh, USA Hockey Coaches class, and I think the number is, uh, and the an average player touches the puck. I think twenty one seconds a game, and that does not happen in roller hockey. And in roller because no. roller hockey is all puck possession. Yeah, it's all puck possession. It's all it's all it's all odd man rushes. It's all cycling. So it's a lot of those skills that that if you learn growing up and learn playing both, it's a lot of things that are higher level ice hockey skills. Um, that that are that you wouldn't learn until really that higher level nice hockey, but you yeah. learn because you aren't focusing on the physicality and the dump and because it really is just straight offense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Uh, Cause uh, without the, uh, you know, the checking and stuff you do, uh, you do have to re- uh, really re- uh, rely on more uh, puck handling and a uh, vision on, on, on the rink. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely cycling, because I know with playing Sean and a bunch of the guys that we have when we've done our leagues and everything, it's we just cycle, cycle, and just look for that open guy, and you're just rifling shots on that and just waiting for that lucky bounce. Right, yeah. And roller hockey, like he said, is just a lot of a lot of run and gun. That was my biggest, one of my hardest things to adapt to was switching to ice. Was I'm so used to like trying to break in, put a move on, and get to the net. Like everybody on the bench is like, dude, just dump it in, just dump it in. We'll go chase it. And like that that took me a while to to get used to. And you don't have as much time on the ice as you do on on the on the roller rink. That's for sure. It's a uh, less structural yeah. like ice hockey is. Yeah. Bryce, you were gonna say something. Yeah, for me, I played ice hockey my whole entire life, and it's always been, you know, when I go to roller hockey, you're just playing, you know, roller hockey, you find a, a concrete rink around, or even as young as, you know, middle school, just skating around my front yard with a net on my rollerblades, it really just helped me in terms of stick handling, having the puck bounce around the street, mm-hmm. hitting the pebbles, something like that, just really helped me with puck control. But also with edge control too. Like there's so much things that you can do with your ice case, and then you go with your rollerblades, and it really makes you like focus on your balance. You know your edge control and how fast you're going, or a tight turn, how much different that is too. So I think just you know as an ice hockey player, if you just didn't have the time to you know hit those camps in the summertime, mm-hmm. being on the blades is the best way of just keeping up with your game. 
at all times. And I think especially when you're looking at just the small skills of stick handling, tight turns, edge control, I think that really helped me out in the offseason. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Daniel, you want to weigh in on uh, on the pros of uh, roller hockey real quick? Yeah, I, I totally want to echo the accessibility part of it. I also think that while we can look at it truly as a financial aspect and um, you talk to people like Rico Phillips, who was um, trying to start a program with the Detroit inner city youth um, and he used to give them ice time. COVID came around. Ice was harder to find. He transitioned his program to uh, inside of a gym doing like ball hockey and stuff like that. And um, Jalen Smerick, one of his other friends, he's doing a very similar thing. Just because it's harder to get ice right now and a hard surface is much easier to find. You don't have to uh, sharpen your blades as much as rotate your wheels. Um, so there's definitely some benefits from a financial aspect and then from an ex- accessibility aspect as well. I, I just want to harp on that because while there might be a financial gap, just being able to introduce people to the game we love, hockey, I think there's a little bit easier of a uh, well the barriers might be easier to break down if all you have to do is find a a place to go out with a pair of rollerblades and get started um depending on how old you are you probably have a pair of rollerblades hanging out in your house or if you're just you know they're cheaper than hockey skates most of the time so all i'm saying is there's it's a great way to be introduced to the sport of hockey as well and that's uh, i think a huge positive for it the other thing that i really like about it is um the community aspect of it i think like you can go to an ice rink and you're playing drop-in um, chances are, again, that's a little bit more structured. Maybe you have to drive to the rink to get there. Roller rinks, you know, you can literally wear your rollerblades and skate to that place and then start playing. So it might allow for like a more community aspect, kids getting there on their own and um, just enjoying it from that aspect of it as well. Absolutely, Ross. Do you want to uh, jump on this? Well, yeah, and I kind of want to piggyback with uh, Daniel and what Josh was saying, just kind of like with the accessibility and just like how easy it is to just act, just go out and play. Because I mean, you can you don't have to get a group of guys. It can just be two of you. It can just be one of you. Because I know I go out on like a really nice day on the weekend, and I'll just go and just stick handle, try to just better myself, better my skills, try to hone in where I'm getting my shots in from the point, or you know. If I'm on a breakaway, start, you know, kind of work that. That way you don't kind of lose that edge to your game. Like, that's, I guess, the one thing that's good about roller, like having accessible, the accessibleness of roller hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so, I mean, uh, um, a bunch of major pros to uh, roller hockey, obviously. Do you, uh, I'm going to bring it back to Sean. Like, do you, you really see any, like, cons to playing roller hockey? Uh, either now or like down the line or anything um honestly the only thing i I would say is that i um growing up just playing only roller i kind of missed out on the physicality of hockey there's no there's no checking obviously i mean i don't not the roller hockey that i've played i know there is leagues that does have it but i never played that way um so i definitely missed out on the physicality part of it um that that's really the only thing i didn't you know, I never had that kind of contact, so I, didn't, I missed out on that part. 
And yeah, and I mean, uh, that's I think that's probably uh, one of the biggest ones that I can think of as well. Uh, yeah. Josh, uh, what do you think? Is there? Uh, do you think you see any like uh, uh, underlying cons to playing roller hockey at all? I mean, just for the for me, so my I never really I didn't really seriously play ice hockey. I played um, a year or two. My high school never had it. My my town was huge into roller hockey, and, and I'm one of the biggest in the Northeast into roller hockey. Um, but uh, I I I skate guarded a couple winters, um, and but like that was my experience in ice hockey, and. When I find out that my vision, being visually impaired, there's ice hockey, I don't really have a choice but to completely transition. Um, and really the ones, the couple things that I lack in the transition is really learning both edges because you don't need to in roller hockey. And really learning that stop and go game because it doesn't, because it's, it's still free flowing no matter what. Like I can turn my hips and swivel with the best of them, but you get me going stop and go and I'm done. After two or three, I'm done. Because it's just not how I grew up. Um, but I played my first my first uh, pickup in 20 years. Well, you guys are old enough. The last time I played ice pickup, I actually played against Bruce Driver. That's how long ago it was um, at the same rink. And I played for the first time the other day, and I mean, it's just, it's the same thing, like free flow, I'm good. I skated, I skated, I, we got there and it was five on five, and I'm like, oh man, I am too old for this. But like, the, because of my experience, just the free flow roller hockey, I'm able to skate for that long because that's how I move. I don't worry about going stop and go. I just kind of stay with the free form. So, you have the positives and then you have the negatives because when you do go back and forth, that's what you lose. Yeah, absolutely. I know that as well. I played a little bit of roller hockey myself. Um, and one of the things that I've always been wondering about is just, I mean, just, just like I said, the, the pros of the fact that it's free flowing and offensive is that if you were transitioning to ice, like I did, you lose a lot of that stop and go game. The dump and chase game, the um, the game that's inside the zone, because that's where most of the game is played, is now with possession of the puck. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that you need to work on because it really isn't part of the roller hockey game. That and stopping, because you don't stop much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can echo that all day long, man. That was I think that was the worst part of me switching from roller to ice was stopping on ice. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, was... you want the real joke is I I've completely given up. I'm not doing it. I am roller hockey power stopping forever. Nope. <laughs> like I can't even. It's so it's so innate. Like I will, it's like a T. Like you, how you grow, learn the two T stop. It doesn't matter. And like I can stop on a dime on the on the inside edge of one foot. It's just because that's how I grew up, and it's just so innate. And like you know, old dogs, new tricks. There's so much I have to learn that I'm like, you know what? It's not even worth it at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only been on the ice for like, coming up on a year now, and I 
my stopping game is horrible. Right. It takes me five seconds to come to come to a complete stop. So it's definitely not like it is on the roller rink. And I don't I don't know if I'll ever adapt to it. Honestly, it's hard. And I can only stop one way. On the roller rink, you you know you're able to go both ways. Or I was able to go both ways and one way on ice, and it takes me five seconds. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll ever be able to to pick it up. I mean, like I said, I've been doing it a year and hasn't really improved much. One day it's you just gonna pull a Luis Mendoza. <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> let's, let's hope. I need that. Uh... <laughs> the felt with the whole stoppy game too. It's it's because you know lately I've been on the rollerblades, those Mars blades, and they're supposed to be exactly how it feels on ice. And I've been testing those out for a little while, and they're really interesting because they feel just like you're on ice, literally. Except when it comes to the stopping piece of it, like. For me, when it comes to ice skating, I can literally just one or two of my right or left foot just stop on one foot. Yeah. And then hop over the bench and just, you know, on a line change. Um, but when it comes to, you know, I'm coming down like a like a corner, it's something like that with a lot of momentum with the puck on my stick. I'm just like, how am I going to slow myself down? Like, I just need to slow down a little bit. And there's no way of doing it without really, like, going forward and on my face, like in Mendoza. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just the opposite for me as an ice hockey player. Just, I feel like works. I can't figure it out how to stop on cement and... I can just do it with one foot if I wanted to. It's interesting. It's funny how we're sitting here and we're just completely <laughs> polar opposites when it comes to the stopping game. Uh, and that's lovely. Yeah. You know, it's it's all different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, when, well, like because I started in roller hockey and uh, it was so difficult to learn how to stop on yeah. ice. But uh, then I, you know, turned my focus to mainly ice hockey and. Um, just like you know, just like how Sean was, uh, well, uh, Bryce and Sean, well, everybody pretty much echoed is that uh, while while it's on the off season, you know, you're gonna go rollerblade and play hockey that way. I had to relearn how to stop on rollerblades because I had completely forgotten how to do it. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that was I, you know, I've got a few uh, pins in my knees if you want to say. For for just running straight into well, posts and stuff, I, it's not good. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I could definitely see the uh, uh, well, just uh, the mechanics, I guess, of like skating kind of being different in a lot of ways and structurally as the game goes. I mean, as we all know, most uh, like tournament style roller hockey is, you know, you've got the red line, you don't have icing, you don't have a neutral zone. No. To deal with and and yeah, just as Josh said, to go to a game where you do have three different zones rather than two, it's yeah. it's like the structure is completely different. Yeah, it's definitely go 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 go, and it's a lot more of like if you do stop once you get going, it's a lot of power skating and like quick steps basically to get oh, yeah. your ass going. So oh yeah, to where yeah, hockey you can take probably like a good couple power strides and just catch up to the guy yeah exactly yeah um daniel what do you think uh cons cons of roller hockey i mean it's kind of a catch-22 in a way can i give the same answer but for a different reason um accessibility again if you grow up playing roller hockey and you really enjoy the sport the options for you to be Come pro in inline hockey are, or roller hockey are a little different than your abilities and possibilities as a pro ice hockey player. Oh, yeah. It almost flips itself around. Um, once you want to yeah. go pro, there's less leagues available for you than there would be if you were pro as a ice hockey player. So that's kind of one thing that I think is kind of 
just due to the popularity of the sport. And I, I just, I just, it's an observation. Um, and so I think that's one thing that, and, and then the other thing I was actually just kind of curious about, uh, is a question to both Josh and Sean would be, I, it sounds to me like we figured out how we can look at the noobs that are out there <laughs> on the ice or on roller. You're going to be stopping mm-hmm. differently than everybody else out there. Um, is the physics of the puck also a factor in you transitioning from one to the other? Or are you like, man, now same difference. It's kind of pretty much, you know, same one sport to the other. I'm kind of curious as someone who didn't really end up playing inline slash roller hockey with a puck and more like a ball. I'm kind of curious if like anything about the stick handling the shot or the physics was a little different for the guys. Oh, good question. Well, let me, uh, let me tell you. So I'm still trying to figure out how to get a full on wrist shot with the regular puck because I'm so used to the friction being able to settle the puck and let the puck drag back into my stick as a as opposed to on ice where the puck just keeps moving. Mm. So in roller hockey, it like instead like that puck would settle back into your stick and you could take that wrist shot. But in ice hockey, I have to consciously pull it back to be able to take that shot. And that's what I have to get used to. Oh, um, interesting. It, um, yeah, it, that's my problem, especially now that I can't see, um, is the fact that like, the puck is so light on the on the ice that like I like I I lose it so easy because I can hardly feel it and if it's not feel I can't see it. So unlike roller hockey where if if you were pulling it it was if it was on your forehand, you were dragging it with you because you were dragging against drag as opposed to just ice where th- that thing just keeps moving. Okay. So it, 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 it is a feel um, and it sl- it slows the game down too. It's the puck on the the puck on the ground slows the game down a lot a lot more than a puck on ice. Right, Sean, you want to elaborate? I just have to agree with a hundred percent. I don't know what the exact weight difference is, but there is a pretty the ice hockey pucks is is heavier than the roller puck, and that was my biggest thing. Someone yeah. sends me a pass on the ice and just receiving it it wants to bounce off my stick and it gets away from me compared to on the roller rink like he said it kind of sits on your blade a little bit better so that that's the hard part that that puck just wants to keep moving and it, it gets away from you real easy and you're and like if you don't feel it then <laughs> then it's away from you so that's been hard too and, and shooting like for roller puck you can wing that thing and when i first started playing ice it like it like it got to put a little more power into it to get it to go where you want it to go so that that was hard to adapt to but after shooting the ice puck and going back to roller, the, the, my roller shot is, it's like I'm kicking field goals almost. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going over the net almost all the time. So it's a, the, the puck is a, is a big part of it. And, Oh yeah, and uh, I mean, even going uh, going even further to like maybe uh, uh, like an ice puck to it, like a roller ball, it's got to be absolutely different. And uh, I mean, I know a lot of like ice hockey players like to play around with you know mm-hmm. the Swedish stick handling balls and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you've also got like the uh, w- like the rubber kind of like plasticish like street balls that uh, will even uh, you even gotta uh, like even try to handle even more I think more so than even like maybe a puck yeah I since the spherical shape to it 
Yeah, I know. Fancy words, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, with the the actual ball, I feel it. It's kind of the same with the ice and the actual puck itself, in a sense, because it can get away from you. To where, once again, we're reiterating with the dragon, you can actually feel that puck more when you use the actual inline pucks. Yeah. To where, yeah, that ball it can get away from you real quick if you're. Yeah, you have to be more in tune with what you're doing, I guess. Definitely. Well, and and I feel like uh, just uh, just the way Sean said it, like uh, you know, uh, the ice pucks come off your stick in such a different way too, especially because of the weight. Of, yeah. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot because of the weight, and I, I would assume because of the drag as well. And it's also the surface of, of you know different surfaces, ice, and I'm not sure exactly what you know you play on roller hockey, indoor or outdoor, but I think it has a lot to do with the momentum of the puck. So on ice, when you try to bounce it off the boards or you try to do a saucer pass, you know, I think there might be a whole lot of a different feel. Or, you know, when you try to when you bounce off the boards, you expect to go to the corner. Like, is there a difference in momentum and how the weight and the shape of the pucks might be different and how that, you know, might react to... Different time signatures, yeah. I think. Yeah, so my question is, you know, how is you know, the momentum change in roller hockey when it comes to ice, when it comes to the puck? It's very, very similar. I mean, it's it, it, it's like the game is a little bit slower um, than uh, than on the ice, and like that same way, the puck, like like you said, the puck you can wing it, but it doesn't move as fast. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you can get it to move, but but when you really can get a, a an ice hockey puck to move, it moves. Oh, yeah. But like Agreed. a roller hockey puck, you can only get. So much really behind it because there's not so, not that much weight to it. But the joke was when so I was I skate guarded uh, in between uh, during in college. So in in my, the middle of my season, I would go skate guard for the middle of the summer or during the winter, and I go back and I go back to college roller and I and like I would fling the thing. I couldn't even feel the roller mm-hmm. hockey puck on my stick because I'm so used to the ice hockey puck because it's so much heavier. Um, so all it is is really feel, and then you throw in a blind hockey puck, and everything's all sorts of screwed up. <laughs> oh yeah, big, big titanium bastard, basically. <laughs> For I don't know if you know Sean, but they just have a bigger metal puck, and it just got like it has like little balls inside of it, so they can kind of hear where it's going and oh, stuff. No, like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen this. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, hence the Dented Puck uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, the thing's, uh, the thing's a, uh, a monster, but it's pretty sweet to see. Wow. Yeah. I just learned something. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for, man. You right know? Oh, that's, how, that's why we get on the bench. Because he had kind of a confused look on his I, face. I, did, yeah. I wasn't just I like, sure. ways of blind <laughs> hockey puck, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to look into that because I've, Never heard of it until uh, now. Oh, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Right uh, listen to the Dented Punk podcast. You'll learn a lot more. I will. Uh, so, uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much covered. I, I, what I did really like uh, what Daniel said is about the professional aspect of it is that, um, you know, uh, I'm not like the most versed in, you know, inline hockey, but yeah, it does seem like that there are way less chances to like turn pro. There's way more amateur, uh, amateur uh, setting than uh, like professional setting. I mean, obviously, uh, I've I've noticed that you know there've been international inline tournaments yeah. popping up more and more and seeing that but yeah I, I feel like it would be I mean let's let's be honest with you turning pro in any sport or any kind of sport is going to be tough but I mean they, there does seem to be less leagues 
uh, or uh, alleyways to uh, go down to uh, really uh, become professional in inline hockey. Yeah, and I mean, on to kind of piggyback off of that as well, Cody, and there could be more players but that have been drafted in the NHL. I think there's only two that I know of. Yeah. That was Bobby Ryan and Pat Maroon. Yeah, that were originally inline players. Yes. Yeah. Devontae Smith Pelly oh, also. That too. Yeah. And Devontae yeah. Smith Pelly yeah, as well. So Alexander Burroughs was like a six time six time Canada ball hockey champion or something really? ridiculous awesome. like that. Yeah. I'd love to get on, on some ball hockey tournaments. That'd be fun. But oh, yeah, right. there's yeah, as I said, but to get into the on that professional level because yeah. there is professional roller, but to oh, get absolutely. actually drafted in the NHL. You are that is so slim to none, and like it's like a unicorn often talked about, but like hardly ever right. seen, yeah, absolutely. Or how my dad would say, a unicrane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, that's 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 an incredible, uh, incredible thought to actually, I mean, uh, in, in fact, go pro in inline hockey. Which um, I just want to—I I want to digress just for a second. Um, do you guys ever remember uh, the uh, Beach Professional Hockey League? Thank you, thank oh, you. Yes. If you didn't bring it up, I was going to, man. Yeah. And, and wasn't that where they had like the like, slanted ends? Yeah, it was like a, oh yeah, it was like a quarter yeah. pipe almost. Yeah. It's got little two yeah quarter pipes on <laughs> each end. That was some of the first hockey I watched when I was a kid. Sorry to interrupt you there, dude. <laughs> No, because uh, I mean I think Chelios even Chelios played with his brother in those leagues for a little bit. I think you're right. Yeah, and actually playing it on the beach, which uh, which was really awesome. I I remember watching that too, because yeah. that was that was back in my roller hockey mm-hmm. days. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. it was it was really intense hockey. It really was, and I mean. Uh, when I first saw it, you know, I, I I wasn't confused by the rules. I mean, it was pretty much standard yeah. inline rules. But then, yeah, you've got the uh, you got the slanted backboards, which is just nuts. I yeah. mean, that's that's awesome. I think that there's no that. way that's safe for players. No, oh, no, they wouldn't they wouldn't fly these days. <laughs> no. No. But I think it made it a little bit wild, it, though. Yeah, it was a little bit risky. But I think it, yeah. with it going around like that and slanting, it made the puck and game move a little bit boring. Because you were oh, dude, like. It's what? like watching uh, the not the flat the actual slant track in roller derby. Yeah, yeah. they will jack each other up, and that's what happened. Because guys would just go into there and they just yeah almost and, murder each other, but they'd be fast moving out of that corner. Oh too. yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, they they actually used a ball, too, yes, not a puck. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. was even yeah, it was a ball. Well, yeah, which would made it even more interesting. And I, I mean, honestly, I would love, love to see that make a comeback. Yeah, I, think I think it could. If it really wanted uh, to, cool. it could, I think. Yeah. yeah. People would get into that. They also had, um, like, a three-point arc, like in basketball, where goals yeah. were two, worth two if you scored behind it. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's Remember right. That? So it was kind of nuts if, oh, man, there's so many weirdness. And, I mean, the jerseys, of course, like, oh, were amazing. It's I been just, so long. <laughs> it's been so long. We need it again. I'm I mean, have to look it up. I kind of forgot. It's like a better XFL. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's, do you guys uh, remember, like, yeah, the... eat that Vince McMahon. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, you... like, wraparounds? They use the ramps behind the net to, like, wrap and, like, go into a wall ride, like, around somebody and stuff. Oh, and, oh man. It, it's almost like, oh, what was it, that movie, that uh, Rollerball, wasn't it? Yeah. That Keanu Reeves was yeah, in where they re- did them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, in an alternate universe, this podcast is on the beach with beaks. (laughs) Start diving into those old games. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do it, man. It reminds me of, you know, the NBA had this, like, this really weird game of slam like trampoline, ball. the slam yeah. ball, yeah, dude, remind me of slam ball, like that. They should, I want to see that happen again yeah. for sure. Oh, I, th- yeah. I think it'd be great. I mean, yeah. uh, like especially you know, like guys like uh, Bobby Ryan could really uh, like just use a little bit of an endorsement from those kind of guys. Yeah, and I think you can get that going up real soon. I mean, uh, during uh, like a summer league, why the hell not? Yeah. Trampoline lacrosse. Well, trampoline. <laughs> Hi, my name's Bobby Ryan, and in my career, I've had a lot of ups and downs. Welcome. To- <laughs> Come on, Bobby, do it, baby. Come on, we need you. Didn't uh, didn't he win an award like last? Yeah, he comeback got- player. Yeah, because yeah, because of his ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I was like that. This is why I know. (laughs) Oh yeah, nice. All right, well, uh, twist that knife. So, so yeah, let's move on to the uh, pros and cons of ice hockey. And um, I'm 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 gonna start. Well, I'm gonna start off with you uh, with you know Sean and Josh real quick because I mean, you guys have uh, you guys have been able to like transition into a game of ice hockey. So, uh, Sean, let's let's uh, let's get some pros from the ice hockey. Um, the pros is for me is you gotta you gotta work as a team a little bit more. You know, there's a lot. It seems like there's a lot more passing and like staying in the zone and um, like working it back to your defense or your defensive guys and just just a lot more control. I mean, roller hockey is I want to call it kind of like fire wagon hockey. You're just back and forth, back and forth, yeah. and up and down, odd man rushes. I mean, you can still get those odd man rushes in ice hockey, but I mean, it, it, you don't have much time to think, man. As soon as that puck's on your stick. There's somebody right there. Like you don't, you don't really have time to, to really react as you do on the roller hockey rink. So, so for me, it was just like just a team play. Like you gotta, you gotta really utilize the guys that are around you and you know know where your defensive yeah, the guys cohesiveness. are. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just like I'm gonna go up dangle this guy and you know that's it. I mean you don't, you, you you can do that, but it's not as often as it is in roller hockey. That's for sure. It's almost and it's almost re- it's really rewarding when you do like finally figure out you know your uh, uh, teammates' mannerisms and mm-hmm. stuff, and you can almost predict where they're gonna go. And that cycling behind the boards, like that that ice plays so well with that puck. You just you got you know you got your left wing over here, your right wing. You just kick it around and. It's it's there real quick. You you can't. I mean, you could do that in roller, but it's just not not as fast and as efficient as it is on the ice. Right. Jo- uh, what do you think, Josh? What are the uh, what are more the pros of ice hockey? Well, I mean, see, in ice hockey, um, ice hockey is the only ice hockey as opposed to roller hockey is is when you can get tooled on by three guys who all speak Russian and we've been played, <laughs> played together for more than a decade and don't realize, I don't realize that the guy they're throwing back to our passes against is blind. It was, but, <laughs> these, oh. like, like, 
I, I mean, but they like they were okay to decent hockey players, but like they were tooling on everybody. It was boom, boom, boom. But like that thing, you like you don't see that because like we're, we're in roller, it really is. It's a scoring game. It doesn't take that many passes to score. In ice, it takes that many passes to score. And I mean, it happened over and over <laughs> and over. And and even when I was on the bench, it made me feel so much better because they were abusing everybody else too. But but really, it it really is where you see like a lot higher varied skill. Like roller hockey players, you're gonna see. They're they're the guys who they can pass and they can shoot, um, but there's really not a lot of defense. No. And the defense that roller hockey players do play is like I am at amazing at rush defense because that's what I had to do. Because but you put me in the zone and and I'm gonna get a little bit lost because I'm gonna go back and forth and then you're gonna be able to take me out of it. But on a rush, I'm gonna stop you and get you out of your rush no matter what. But it really is like ice hockey, roller hockey really is the offshoot because ice hockey is that complete game. But if you look at how ice hockey is, ice hockey is turning more and more into roller hockey every year. If you look at the NHL, yeah, uh, I mean it's it's uh, it's more dimensional kind of game, especially especially when you are, are looking at like you know the defensive structure and offensive structure. I mean that's uh, that uh, I feel like I'm, I'm saying structure a lot in this conversation, but there is a huge part of that that uh, ice hockey really instills in you that you do do have to play a specific position and you have to yes. play it well. To, in order and 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 just like Sean says, you have to be co- cohesive with your other uh, with the other teammates to play these specific roles yeah. in you, ice hockey. You have a job in ice hockey, basically, yes. yeah. to where mm. like yeah. in roller you could you'll have like your handful of like decent guys and then your handful of like really good roller guys. Oh yeah, that can just as well. You watch Sean or something; he'll dangle the pants off of anybody or our buddy Andy Otten. Like he, they will dangle you right out of your shorts yeah. in roller. But yeah, ice. It's more if you know your place, you know the actual everything and, going on around you. And roller, you can get away with like floating around by yourself and kind of cherry picking here and there. And <clears throat> in ice hockey, there's like I said earlier, there's always somebody there. Like you and and if there's not someone right there or you're not next to somebody, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Very good point. Uh, Bryce, what do you think, man? No, I agree. I think it's I think ice hockey is more of a complete game for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, what I like about it is you know, the cleanliness in the game is so clean. The passing is a lot cleaner. Um, I think you have a lot more room too in an ice rink than you do in a roller rink at the end of the day too as well. Am I, am I correct on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there's more room for you, and and when you look at everything else, the physicality is a great part of the game. I love being physical, and I think the ice is a lot more forgiving. You at least slide a little bit, you know. You, you don't just like come to complete stop. And I feel like in roller, if you do incidentally or you lose your edge or whatever you're you're gonna be like just like you fell on concrete oh yeah well it's either the concrete <laughs> so. and it's coated with that sticky kind of like material on top right or it's like i don't know if you've ever seen them bryce the where you snap them all together and yeah it's yeah, like the sport, the sport yeah, yeah the sport court yeah. So, sport court yeah that's yeah. what it is and yeah they, or you play on that and you either get you get road rash for or if you play at the skate city right up the street they have a carpeted wall for some 
some odd reason. So oh, yeah. yeah. You'd be coming out of there with nice. burns on your arms. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> or if yeah. you don't watch yourself almost uh, get some bruised ribs on the, uh, you know, the uh, almost arm high uh, walls that they have over quote, there. Quote, quote, unquote, yeah, the concrete boards. Yeah. 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 Skate City is one hell of a place. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, what do you think, Daniel? Uh, maybe kind of elaborate on uh, some more uh, pros of uh, Aisaki here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know about that jankety rink. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, dude, it's uh, a sight to behold, man. Yeah. But it was going to be something I brought up with just um, like injuries. I feel like um, like the inconsistencies of roller could add to some weird injuries. If I also like playing a physical game. I know that ice is a little bit more physical. If I did play roller, I see myself like falling on not so purely paved roads and hurting myself a lot more than I would actually on the ice. Um, that's just how I see I, how I play the game. And then the other thing I really like about ice is um, just the speed at which the game is played. I really enjoy a fast paced game. I think the speed that you can get out of roller is different it's just more constant um offense driven and ice hockey you just have like more plays developed when everyone on your team can keep their momentum going into another part of the rink and i just love the speed i also from the difference in pucks um i just like the artistry that can be made with giving area passes or uh playing a little bit more of a controlled shuffleboard out there. If you really wanted to lead someone, it, it's a little bit easier to predict how the puck is going to play on ice. And, um, play off the and I just like that. Yeah. yeah. Play off the boards and deflections and stuff like that. So from someone who likes to like play that kind of game where it's a lot of t quick, fast touch and go up the ice, uh, all about your momentum moving as a unit and stuff like that. Um, that's why I like hockey uh, and the ice aspect of it. And yeah, I was about to say, uh, Daniel, I think we all like hockey, bro. <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what we're here just a little about bit. it. But no, yeah, I, I do want to echo just like the crisp uh, nature of ice hockey. I really do because I mean, a lot of those uh, just uh, you know with with how the puck moves on the ice and stuff. It's it's it is literally a game of inches, maybe even millimeters. You know, like you, you you're off by just a little bit. You have to be quite precise with your passes, with your with your skating, and with where you're where you're uh, positioned on the ice as well. So, the crispness of the game is really something like to behold. And as like as you become more and more invested in hockey. And um, it it it's becomes more and more apparent when you watch it more, and and it's just there's nothing there's nothing better than you know uh, sending like a sauce pass right over a couple dudes mm. sticks, oh, yeah. you know, mm. and and it's just it just floats so well, just like a little sauce.
saucer cream. You know, and, and I, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably like that's probably one of the biggest uh, pros for me in ice hockey. And I mean, obviously the physicality, yeah. the physicality is just it's it's incredible. I mean, uh, even um, even when I started playing roller hockey before I even got on ice, I was like, what, what what's this shit? I don't get to hit anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and because I mean, especially when you, you know when you grow up in like the clutch and grab era of the NHL, like you you've got you, you're watching just men beat the shit yeah. out of each other mm-hmm. you know and you, you know you're seeing Robbie Blake throwing down these huge hip checks and you want to go out there and do it too but and you know, like in roller hockey it's like you almost have to practice uh, like a major restraint and it yeah. almost kind of maybe takes a little it bit. It happens but yeah you have to use a lot of major restraint and like you know there's incidental stuff but yeah it's it, yeah, you're not gonna see that. And honestly, or fisticuffs. Yeah, being able to fight. Yeah, is yeah. that? <laughs> and honestly, you don't really see. I mean, from a roller hockey roller hockey player's perspective, you don't really see a lot of ice hockey players convert from ice to roller. Like they'll, they'll come yeah. play in the summer or something when their league's not going or yeah. something. But you don't see anybody just go straight from ice to roller. I mean, that's like. I don't want to say it's a downgrade, but it's not what they're used to doing. <laughs> it's, all, it's like an it's like sacrilege. It's an unspoken yeah, sacrilege. Yeah. Yeah. You, go, you go from playing chess to checkers. <laughs> yeah, right. chess to check. Yeah, that's what you should. Uh, I guess I'll finally switch to diet coke. <laughs> it's the aspartate that'll yeah. get you. <laughs> Alright, so, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, the, those are really good, uh, like, pros to, to you know, ice hockey. Let's, let's maybe hear, uh, Ross, you got, you got yeah, you just got, one yeah. more, just because, oh, I yeah, mean, absolutely. I, on ice, you guys, you know, work, they're flying around at not even just like at the pros, but any level, they're flying around at a decent pace. And they're calculating the whole entire time. Right, yeah. Of who's going to be there and if that person's there mm-hmm. and how far behind them that they are whether they're vocal about it or whether you know that you can depend on them being there yeah it's all like a very yeah calculated maneuvers yeah, and everything very good point yeah the compared moment. to like once again the run and gun kind of style you can set up and cycle the puck and right. roller once again as we said but yeah with ice you're definitely calculating it a lot more with you've got 10 guys total on the ice yeah, like cycling is more yeah. forced in roller hockey, where mm-hmm. it is more fluid in ice. Exactly. And the motor, yeah, I mean your motor. Well, oh, uh, sorry, Josh. Um, well, it's it's more the fact. Okay, so we're talking about triangle passing. The problem with it's more forced in roller hockey is because your triangle only has one other op- like two options there. If you're thinking right, about it. right. But in ice hockey, you have you always have that triangle that will either involve all three forwards but usually not or the forward two forwards in the fence being a forward to center in the fence and so you have many more options oh yeah in in ice hockey and that's why it's so much more important to keep it in and that's why that's why the passing that's why it's more spread out in in roller hockey is that you need to make that pass to spread each other out the cycle whereas in in ice hockey you can have that triangle within a what a, a 20 foot Square twenty square foot rate uh, area, and that's and that's the idea of the 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 uh, new America model is just trying to get people to work within such small space, yeah. and that's that really is the two different concepts is is 
ice hockey now is trying to get more out of small space. Yeah. And in roller hockey, you want to spread them out more. And um, the real joke is, is that uh, so my blind hockey team uh, plays on the uh, plays at the Islanders old practice facility. Now, the Islanders old practice facility has one big size rink and one that's probably about 75 by 30. Now, when you don't see, it's real fun running into things because I have like a zone timed. If I'm skating backwards, I got about four or five strides. Not in this place, I go flying into things. But like I tell people, like when I have more space, because that's the game I grew up. I didn't grow up in this small game. I grew up in a game of space where if you give me Once space again, where like I can you, assess you, what's you going on, I'm going to take it apart. But like, yeah, especially now with my vision, going. if I if I, I don't have that time, I'm just chipping Stop. it out and getting it moving, Stop. which is more of an ice hockey thing to do. To me, it's a mentality where, like, really, I have to think of, all right, my first option isn't, yeah, all right, I'm going to get into the space years. and make something happen. It really is, get the puck out of the zone. That innate, I want the puck and to break out instead of me just, and I know, like, I know when it comes to a game, I have the hockey sense that I'm just chipping that shit out. Like, I don't care. Right. But, like, I know I have the ability that's innate in me to take it, get around in that, look up, make that three reads, and then go. But right. it's just a totally different game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a totally different game. Like, as I said, it's not a lot less run and gun, and you have to kind of to where it's more count of kind of more of like a strategic calculation with ice hockey with your zones and everything like that and just knowing your job and everything. Well, just well, just like chess, uh, I mean, <laughs> Sean said, you know, it's going from checkers to chess. It really is. All right, so uh, let's move on to these cons. I mean, we've, we've already kind of laid out, like, you know, cons for ice hockey. Uh, Sean, you want to start, start us off with maybe some cons in your eyes of ice hockey? Um, biggest con for me being a, being a roller hockey player is, is the price like I brought up earlier that was what always kept me away I always wanted to play I always wanted to be a part of it but just you know the you know it's 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 expensive I mean it's it's, it's no joke but um, honestly that's really the only thing for me that, that I'd have to say I mean from playing roller and switching to ice like I love it I love the flow I love the speed I love I love the way the puck flows so I don't, I don't really have anything bad to say about it, honestly. That's what I like to hear. Uh, <laughs> Josh, what do you got here for cons, man? So I grew up in the roller hockey craze of the 90s. So what a lot of roller hockey players were looked at then, and, and this was when the USA was not very good at ice hockey. Like, right. well, ice hockey has boomed in the last 25 years. Oh, yeah. Um, as you see, if you watch the Mighty Ducks, the new one, that literally is what happened in ice hockey. Yes. You had the yeah. Mighty Ducks that was, we were young and scrappy, and now we're a bunch of rich people that pay people to bring their child psychologist to hockey practice. <laughs> um, <laughs> that literally is, that woman is on Instagram and she's hilarious. Yeah, she and like, funny. she is that crazy hockey mother. Um, so, but really like, Roller hockey players were looked down on, and like we were, I, so I played, I played roller at Maryland, and I tried out for ice. Um, better, it's 
skill-wise better than most of the guys on the team, but just because it was something that I wasn't used to. And it was it was a change. And at, at this time, there weren't as many rinks around. So, like, if you were going to make that jump, it was a serious jump to make because, like you said, it was a financial commitment. You had a lot of opportunities with roller hockey. When I started playing roller, when I played roller hockey in early, early 2000s, there were every single college in the area had a roller hockey team. Wow. And I mean, uh, nationals, nationals were massive. And I mean, but this was like when roller when rollerblading started early '90s. That's when roller hockey picked up, and you had you had the pro beach. Then you had the um, arena teams. Um, I know in Jersey we had the Rock and Rollers that played at uh, that played at uh, where the Devils played. Um, but like you had a lot of big ones. But even when I was playing. Um, when I was playing college, we had a couple guys who were playing pro that played our, on our college team, and uh, their pro team just meant that some guy paid for their team. Like they had to pay for everything. They it, it meant they were on a team, and like yeah, maybe they got maybe they got some some equipment out of it, but like that was pro roller hockey at that point. So like it really is, but it, for most people, and that was the idea. It was a stepping stone. It was a way, and that was the, what the idea. A roller hockey was it was a way to get a lot of people into into hockey and to take that next step to ice hockey and look at what happened in ice hockey we don't know if that was a direct result of roller hockey but it really did help the boom in the late 90s and early 2000s of hockey in america i can definitely agree with that oh absolutely i mean just the fact that we were naming off you know pro ice hockey players that grew up playing roller hockey that's a that, that was a huge stepping stone for them yeah Absolutely. Um, uh, Ross, what do you got for uh, cons for uh, ice hockey? I mean, I've played it a few times. I mean, it's I, as John said, I really don't have a kind of a bitch or a gripe about it. It's, you know, as we said, it's a complete game. It's, yeah, the ice, the puck, just the way that it's played and everything is just, yeah, love it. And I don't really see anything bad with it. <laughs> just, yeah, so... Tasty. Uh, what do you What do you think there, Bryser? I, mean, I want to keep preaching on what we all preached on already, but you know, I, I feel like you know, just the accessibility. If you're able during the winter time to go be on a team as a young youth athlete in hockey, you have that ability to do that, um, especially during the winter time. Or if you go to a summer camp, but you know, if you have an open road, you have pavement. If you have some rollerblades, you can skate for days. Yep. You can do whatever you want. Hell there's yeah. nothing. There's there's no lags on you there. Hell, nothing the weighs you down. Yeah, that, you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to do and stuff yeah. without paying five, ten bucks yeah. or hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars on the equipment. You can literally just improve your skating just by using pavement in front of you. <laughs> and so that's what I like, you know, about roller hockey is is the fact that you can just kind of use your open road and, and take it and go wherever you want to. Where compared to ice, you know, you're limited to finding an ice rink. You have to have ice or frozen yeah. lake or yeah. those yeah. kinds of things so that to me those are the cons of ice hockey yeah uh daniel what do you think yeah. there buddy um a little bit of what bryce was saying right there too um i think the way i'd say it is it's harder to find your ten thousand hours to get good at this um as an ice hockey player you know i could throw on my rollerblades go out to the garage skate around the uh, block with a stick i have roughly the idea of the height i can get better at it in a lot of different areas like at my house i don't have to settle for the 10 30 p.m adult league hockey time on a monday night when i have work the next day type situation for a game either um it's just 
you got to really love ice hockey already to keep playing it as an adult um, based off of the cost and the accessibility. I think from talking to some of my other buddies, one guy I know who plays in the PIHA, he's like, man, I'd love for you to come out anytime. And we've got practices and there's, there's a time I'd love to go out with you. Like that's, that's a different feeling to the game. And um, I don't know. I just think that both are awesome. I just think when it comes to trying to get in a lot of time doing the game of hockey that we love, like, the default ease would be roller over ice every day. Um, and then also, you know, just the crazy hockey dads getting in fights at the rink and stuff like that. I don't know if that happens in roller. I'd love to hear it does. That would just make it sound so much fun. But um, that's. I know my dad's gotten a lippy a few times. It's just times, a crazy thing about. about <laughs> I think that's. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> hot in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you see it with like a lot of sports. I mean, football, soccer, all these kids' sports. You have that parent up there that's you know wanting their kid to win the gold medal every game. You know, so you, you see that every. Yeah, game. I agree. Yeah. I, I was. But I didn't hear no bell. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. I don't know though. Uh, because, like we said, roller hockey is that little brother. And, I mean, the problem is hockey culture. The problem has always been hockey culture. Um, and and that for the, the same reason I have to tell a dude, like, that I literally wear goggles when I play. I'm that guy that looks ridiculous. And then I'll run into the boards and I'll be like, okay, there's obviously a reason he's wearing goggles. <laughs> but hockey culture, there are those guys who think they're good and don't get it. Like the guy who threw me three passes and then shrugged and I'm like, dude, you do realize like I wear these goggles for a reason. Like I'm multiple times better than you, but I have this little bit of my vision. That's why I miss passes. But like, it's that kind of stuff. And then you have the fact that I'm about to drop $1,500 on custom skates because that's what ice hockey does to people. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I, I do, I do want to mention the hockey moms too. The hockey moms, they 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 get out there, they get crazy. Um, I, I remember during my competitive days, uh, uh, this kid Jordan Weber, his mom was the tyrant. She would go after anybody, she, uh, like somebody who's like five or six inches taller than her, like probably got an easy two hundo on her. Like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'll take that bitch yeah. out, you know. But but the, wow. In all, in all seriousness. This I do want to mention uh, the head injuries in ice hockey. Yeah. Just because of the physicality, there are a lot, uh, a lot more a- avenues to get, you know, uh, to, uh, to to attain concussions. I mean, my buddy, uh, my buddy TJ, he had to quit playing hockey at um, uh, 13 years old because he had already had five concussions in, uh, because of hockey. Was was he strictly ice hockey? Yeah. Uh, well, he he started playing roller hockey really? with me, and we switched over about the same time. And within those like three years that he switched over, yeah, five concussions. Wow. Yeah. So that's sad. So I mean, uh, we use uh, physicality as a pro. I could also see it a little bit as a con as well, especially for younger players. I mean, uh, to to be to have to quit playing a sport that you love so young in your age because of head injuries. It's 
it is it is i mean it's a very real part about ice hockey oh yeah and it's something that shouldn't be uh shouldn't be like taken lightly at all and i i do think that that's in some point that is a con to ice hockey is the head injuries yeah agreed and I, so I don't want to end this on a, a low note, but uh, it's, I mean, it is it is a reality when you play ice hockey. I mean, even now in beer leagues and stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, of course you can see it in roller hockey, but I mean, it's it's uh, way less. It's it's more sparse, just because of the the lack yeah. of physicality and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're going out there and you're having thirteen year old kids like taking wax at each yeah. other and stuff like that. I mean. And I mean that there is a reason why there are more hitting clinics going on, which is good to actually teach a kid how to actually hit correctly, not target the head, yeah. you know. But I mean, it's still. I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, every uh, every ice hockey league, there is the that very frightening reality of uh, head injuries. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta say, boys, what a wonderful uh, combo! What a wonderful combo! And I think, I, I think I can say this uh, pretty, uh, uh, pretty proudly is that we're all just a bunch of hockey heads. And I mean, no matter which which game you're playing, whether, whether it's shinny, you know, in a bandy, or you know, roller hockey, ice hockey, it's or playing knee hockey in the uh, t- uh, you Andy. know at tournaments and stuff. Uh, it's it's a beautiful game, and I think we're all. Uh, I, I I know I'm lucky to be a part of it, and I, I don't know if I can speak for you guys, but uh, it's a wonderful game, and I'm just so glad that uh, we were able to talk about you know the best and worst parts of the game, and still have a lot of fun doing it. Yep. Yep. No. Oh, and another rare thing that just popped into my head: both Maroon and Smith Pelly are Stanley Cup winners. One's back to back, and one oh, just won wow. at once. That's a that's a great uh, point. Yeah, so, that is a great point. So I hey, mean, hey, it, you can be you can be you can lift that hardware one day. <laughs> you just gotta bust your ass while doing it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, for for our guests, I mean, Sean, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Josh, you too. Um, do you guys want to send some shout outs or anything before we uh, before we head out? Uh, Sean, I'll I'll let you go first there, bud. Um, no big shout out. I just want to address something that we didn't really bring up. Um, roller hockey player to roller hockey player, Josh. How hard was it for you to adjust to offsides when playing oh, ice hockey? There you because go. that was my biggest thing. I had the hardest time staying on sides. Okay, so I grew up. My first roller hockey was five on five outdoor with offside. So, uh, so I grew up with offside. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so I, I but I, I definitely know, and it would have killed me because, like, I, I actually ended up playing D when I played four on four roller hockey. So I didn't even have to worry about it. But at that point, you don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can um, see that. Uh, but really, like it was kind of ingrained in me to understand offsides. But I, I totally, I'm totally with you, yeah. and I know people who have who have grew up playing roller hockey, <laughs> and it's tough because they're just like, oh yeah, I know this. Yeah, I, I still do it. and you yell oh, about it. I, I, know, you, I know how it works. You unknowingly, yeah, yeah, you unknowingly still just do it because it's just a yeah. you're a creature. Get fucking onside, dude. Yeah, I'm definitely the uh, offsides leader on the team. <laughs> it's like a. You're almost a creature of habit. Then yeah. is that what you're saying? So, so if there's any roller hockey players listening, I'd like to I'd like to read some comments about how your adaptation to the.
the offsides of this. Straddle the fucking blue line, Sean. Straddle the fucking blue line. I think that sounds like I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, y'all need your nightmares every yeah. night, right? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that, uh, that that's uh, and that's that's one thing we didn't really touch yeah, on a lot too. No. Is like icing no. and and offsides, mm-hmm. and I mean, back in the day when there were like two line pass and stuff like that too as well. But yeah, I mean that that's got to be a hard thing to kind of yeah. uh, kind of really um, get used to. Is I mean the the different parts of zones yep. and the rules adjustments as well. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, um, jo- uh, Josh, you want to send any shout-outs or anything like that before we go? You want to plug anything like um, like podcast or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> a podcast? Actually, we are about to start recording our next quote-unquote season because Drew was really tired of, of adding them, putting them all together and needed a break. <laughs> um, I do want to shout-out the nomination of Drew, who was, who was really surprised to be nominated. I, I appreciate that he appreciates it. Um, I also, I don't know if you guys heard, we are doing um, a, a triad event for anyone who is blind or visually impaired that wants to try skating or hockey in the New Jersey and New York area. Uh, I know this is a shot in the dark for your listeners, but if you know anyone who is in our area or anyone who is visually impaired and wants to try skating or hockey, um, please reach out to Beaks and you guys can get in contact with me. Um, go ahead and take a listen to our Dented Puck podcast. I suggest episode two because nobody wants to listen to me, Drew, and Tony ramble on. Um, <laughs> um, but I do have to. I have to end it with this. So I did a lot of adult clinics to get back into a, to get really back in ice hockey, and uh, I finished one drill, one point, and I don't know who was standing there, and it was like outside edges, and I hit the brakes, and I looked at one dude, and he was like, and he smiled, and I was like. Don't let anyone ever tell you that ice hockey and roller hockey is fucking <laughs> safe. Yeah. And really, that's all it is. And and like and it's funny because a couple months later, I was playing with my blind team, and I had just really started to understand like my outside edge, and I was like, four edges are so much fun. And really, it is two. It is it is still the game of hockey, but it is two totally different games. But based on this that idea that. You are on ice, and you are dealing with four knives that you're using to cut into ice, and that's how you move. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself, man. Uh, Yeah, so anybody who's in the uh, New York, New Jersey area, definitely check that out. Um, You can always talk to us about it. Uh, You can find find, uh, Josh on Instagram at... uh, I always get this, like, hockey underscore two blind underscore hockey. Something? Yeah, close, yeah, all good. close enough. Go, go for the dented puck and you can find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, check out the dented puck uh, podcast. You can hear it on Spotify, uh, uh, what else, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, right? Yeah. yeah, check them out. They're on yeah. Instagram. Um and uh, check us out uh, on the bench with Beaks. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Twatter, uh, Instagrammer, <laughs> uh, Grinder. I'm pretty sure I still have. A, no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have a. Wait, is this my first episode in the Grinder now? Don't forget about my book too. Bro. He's on my book. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm on. I'm, I'm on it all. I really hope yeah, they're still there. Check it on the bench uh, uh, Farmers with Beaks only. on uh, Anchor, Spotify. I was like, Overcast. I got one. Podca- uh, oh, man. Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, 
Jesus Christ. You know, just look oh, at our wow. just Where? look at our Instagram. It's all on there. Uh, go to our link tree. Uh, uh, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of On the Bench with Beaks and and the Dented Puck. Um, so. Without further ado, uh, thank you, uh, Josh, and thank you, Sean. Um, so I will say V Horsch. Auf Wiedersehen. Salut. Appreciate you having me. Try the damn thing, see what happens.